About to listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo, pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Takare. Bishop Kwesi Ampofo has a unique teaching with a clearer understanding of the word. Get ready for an awesome time in the word and receive your blessing, healing, and prophetic word as you listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo. As I sing praises to your name. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Speak to us. Change our lives. Last week I was preaching about secret of prosperity, so we shall continue with that. Let's read from verse 20. It says that for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned. Or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quick. Hallelujah. The Bible is describing Mount Sinai. Amen. Mount Sinai, when they were journeying through the desert. And this is how the presence of God looked like it was a terrible sight fearful verse 22 but ye are come unto mount zion you see so he was not talking to the new church which is the church after jesus christ which is the now church amen the new testament church and he was saying that it may not look like when moses time when there was fire and there was earthquake you know and there was darkness on the mountain when they came to the presence of god but it is still like that so he was saying to them that but ye are come unto mount zion and unto the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels that is where you have come. Are you listening to me? You have not come to a place where just human beings are. You have come to the presence of God. You have come to a holy place. You have come to a place where there are an innumerable company of angels. As I'm speaking, say amen somebody. Yeah, it's a spiritual environment that we are in. It's an environment where when we come, what we expect from God, we should believe God to get it. Hallelujah. When we come into the church building, we should be very careful the way we even conduct ourselves. Because the Bible is saying that you are come to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling 
that speaketh better things than that of Abel. It's a good place to clap your hands for Jesus. Your clapping does not have understanding. You are clapping like you don't understand what has been said. Yeah. We have come to where Jesus is. We have come to where Jesus is. And you must, you must understand that. Hallelujah. When you come here and you have an opportunity to pray, it's a blessing. You have an opportunity to worship the Lord. It's a blessing. Because we are at Mount Zion. We are in the presence of God. There are angels here. Jesus is here. God the Father is here. Hallelujah. So, I want you to have this picture always. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, 23, 24. All the time. Whenever you go into the presence of God. God is right there. And God is here this morning. And he's going to meet your need in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. The one who says amen loudest, God will meet his needs specially. Amen. All right. We started speaking about um, how to prosper in the church. And um, I told you that in every place, there is a way that they prosper. Amen. And um, when you find your way, you, you must um, grow wild in it and prosper more. Is that not the case? Some people have found their prosperity in smuggling. Some people smuggle rice. It's a major business that is going on. Some people have found their prosperity in drugs, cocaine. Some people have found their prosperity in show business, you know, music, acting. So they are wild in it. Now, in the church also, and especially in Lighthouse, there is a particular channel for prosperity. Amen. Can you give me Job chapter 28 verse 1? Job 28 verse 1, it shows us that prosperity is in a particular place. Amen. Prosperity is in a particular place. I'll, I'll give you these two scriptures. Never forget them. Job chapter 28 verse 1. The Bible says that surely there is a vein for the silver and a place for gold. Where they find it. Amen. Now, if you do mining and you do some geography, they have what they call a vein. You know, when they are looking for gold or any mineral, there is what they call a vein. Now, the vein, if you can imagine that you've cut the F like a cake, the gold or whatever it is, it will be in a particular line. Maybe it is across, running across like that. So the vein is there. When you dig above it, there will be no gold. When you dig below it, there will be no gold. You have to dig where the gold is. So that is one of the main work of geologists and those guys. They, they find where the gold is. Do you understand? Otherwise, 
you will dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and um, there will be no gold, no silver, no ore that you're looking for. So in your life also, and especially as members of the church, there is a place where your prosperity is found. Amen. When you go into churches, it's the same. Every church has a particular, a particular way. Some churches are into, I mean, churches have different things that they are into. So when you are in that church, they have, they have their way of prosperity. Amen. Now in this church, God has also given us our way to prosper. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when we're growing up, sometimes we go and visit our friends. And um, when you come home, you will tell your mother that, Oh, you will not eat fufu again. You want to eat spaghetti like Roger. You went to visit Roger and they are eating spaghetti in their house. So you want to eat spaghetti. If your mother is a wise mother, she will give you a dirty knock. And my mother will give us that knock and tell us that what I am cooking in the house is what you are eating. End of story. Now, as we ate the ampesi and kontomri, and Roger ate his spaghetti, a time came we all appeared in Pesek. Do you understand? When we appear in Pesek, nobody knows what you ate. Whether you ate ampesi, whether you ate gari, whether you ate whatever. But you see, in every house, there was something that they ate in the house. At the end of the day, it made all of us to grow up. It made, made all of us capable to enter into presec. Are you getting the point I'm making? Because what I may eat in my house is not what you will be eating in your house. But it does not make me different. The fact that you are eating cake and fish every day doesn't mean that you become a fish. <laughs> As we are sitting here, you cannot determine what anybody has eaten from their face. Yes. Unless if you have cash your call, then we will suspect that you are eating too much gary or something. You see. In the same way, you may look at a certain ministry and you may be attracted to the ministry. You may be attracted to the church. You so I, I, I like this church, the way they do, they do their thing. They do worship for 10 hours. I like uh, mop, 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 I've never been able to mention that thing well. Pastor you have to write it for me so I can mention it. Phonics. You like mop, you like um, action, you like um, whatever church. You see, you may be attracted to it, but what you don't know is that your, what you also have would give you the same result. For example, there are some people who are going for some, and they say, uh, singles seminar at the stadium and all that. When did they start doing single seminar? Why is, is it that you need to go to a single seminar before you get married? It's not, it's a gimmick. The pastor is trying to make money. But you can't see, you see. So you've gathered yourself and you've gone. But you see, if in the church you would listen to the preaching that your pastor is preaching to you, 
and the advice that your pastor gives to you, you will see that you will receive that same blessing or even you will be more blessed than going to a particular place. You are going here for this and going here for that. You see, so in, in your church, there is something in the church that will, that will let you have what the people in Witness Chapel have. Or that will let you have the thing that the people in ICGC have. Yeah. What is in your church that will make you prosper will be different. So you have to understand what makes you prosper in your church. And in our church, three keys or three secrets of prosperity. The first one I showed you last week was Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Do you remember? What does it say? But seek ye first. Everybody say first. The kingdom of God and what? So there are two things, isn't it? The kingdom of God and its righteousness. The kingdom of God and its righteousness. The kingdom of God and its righteousness. It's important that you seek the kingdom of God and then you also seek the right standing that is associated with the kingdom. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Ephesians 4, 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. You see, so the calling that we have received, are you listening to me? The calling that we have received, it restricts or it gives us a specific way to live our lives. It gives you a specific way to relate to your wife. It gives you a specific way to relate with an elderly person. It gives you a specific way to relate with one another. So when we relate in the right way, it's called righteousness. You are in right standing. As far as God is concerned, you have not done wrong. Amen. Have you paid your tithe? If you haven't paid your tithe, you are not in right standing with God. Yeah. And when you paid your tithe, was it one tenth or it was one hundredth? Was it one seventieth? The tithe is one tenth. You see, so right standing with God. That's righteousness. So seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that is why in Lighthouse, we encourage ourselves to do the work of God. To do the work of God. To do the work of God. To work for God. Amen. Everybody sitting here in the church, you must work for God. And the minimum work you can do for God is to tell people about Jesus and invite them to church. That's the minimum work you can do. Ask yourself, what have you done in terms of the gospel? What work have you done for God? A lady who was singing, she came to do her national service. And she, 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 she's finding something to do in the church. Is that the case? What's her name? Victoria or so. Where is she? Yeah. So, how long have you been in the church? One month. One month. But she has found something to do in the church. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What did you come to do in Takrade? National service. But that cannot be the only thing she's doing here. She has to seek first the kingdom of God. Is that not the case? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, you see, don't take it lightly. 
you, you want, if you want some luscious thing, say, look, bring me one goat. I shall cancel all the curses that prevent you from prospering. God also gave us a scripture. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what all these things uh, shall be added unto you. Do you know what the things are? Do you know the things he's talking about is not anointing, it's not, when you say all these things, it's not anointing, it is not um, favor, it is not grace, it is none of those things. So it is the things that the Gentiles seek. The things that um, Samuel John is looking for. The things that um, um, the ministers are looking for. The things that the business people are looking for. Those are the things he's talking about. Money, isn't it? House, isn't it? Car, isn't it? Yeah. So why do you want to go and be bathed with some special oil? Some people, maybe that is their way. But as for us, our way is what? Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all the things shall be added to you. All the things will be added to you. Yeah. You have prevented yourself from prospering. When you do not participate join the forces to build the house of God. You say, Pastor, how do I join? How do you join? Just invite somebody to church. That's all. Come for Tuesday service and be trained as a shepherd and join a ministry. You see, our sister is a very good example. She's joined something. She's joined something. We need ashes. We need prayer warriors. We need so many things. Just say, Pastor, I want to do something. Put me somewhere. Position me somewhere that I can also do something in the house of God. I also want to seek first the kingdom. Yeah. Can it be said of your life that God is first? The second secret to prosper is the secret of being debt free. The secret of being debt free. You must be debt free. To be debt free means you don't owe. Amen. Now, in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible says, Owe no man anything, but we are allowed to owe one thing, which is what? Love. Order. So you owe the person you are seeing love. Amen. Husbands owe their wives love. Wives owe their husbands love. Church members owe each other love. Amen. That is why we sing that song. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I to survive. I won't harm you. With words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to. You see, because I cannot sing it to you when I am gossiping about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strategic song. Because for you to sing it, you have to try and forgive so that you can really sing it like you mean it. Is, is that the case? Okay, so, owe oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Amen. I said amen. 
So you have to owe no man anything. Our main key of prosperity is not owing. It's a major key to, to your prosperity. You shouldn't owe. You should be debt free. You shouldn't owe. When we say owing, you may just think about owing money. But I'm talking about you, you shouldn't owe a shoe. Some of you, you owe shoes. One day, a certain brother came here. He was holding an iPad. And the iPad fell down, face down, pine, crashed. The guy was very sad. I said, oh, we can, this, I never knew he even had an iPad. So it's not for him. He borrowed it. Can you imagine? You, you, don't, you can't buy an iPad. You've gone to borrow one. It's broken now. Now you are repairing an iPad, which you don't have. About one third the cost of an iPad. You are vomiting the money. You see? Another thing you shouldn't borrow, you should don't borrow people's cars. Don't borrow people's cars. You are always making sure. But the car is, may not be your car. If you have an accident right now, it's very painful that you, you, don't, you don't own the car. But you are, you are buying headlights. Headlights of Mercedes. And nowadays, the cars that have come, you see the way the lights are? Yeah. You are now repairing expensive cars. You see? Hey. So, the second wisdom in the house, the first one is what? And what does that mean? Find something to do for God in the church. Everybody, find something to do. And then invite people to church. Let's fill the house. That is the main work we can do. Then the second one is what? The secret of being debt free. Debt free. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. It says all things are lawful unto me. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me. But I will not be brought under the power of any. Amen. You see, debt is a power. Yes. And it's a negative power. It's a power that will prevent you from moving forward in life. But you may not know. You may not know, I tell you. In fact, if you follow the banks, you would owe a lot. I don't know what it is, but the banks have always inviting you to come for a loan. <laughs> I have a banker here. Is, is that not the case? They will call you. Nice voices will call you and say, oh, you know, you are due for a loan. You can get a loan. You know? And if you are not careful, you will take all the loans that are offered to you. Before you know, you are owing. When your salary comes, shoom, it's vanished. Oh, all the money is gone. Because apart from the one you owe in the bank, you owe some to around. <laughs> you owe some people around. Hey, some people even have changed their service. Some are now coming to first service. Because in the second service, maybe they are looking for them. 
<laughs> and then some also would change the service from the first service to the second service because very soon they'll be looking for them <laughs> are you getting a little yeah all sorts of strategies they pretend to have a call when they meet you there's no call uh, one day they'll be busy talking on the phone and then suddenly the phone will start to ring cring 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 say oh you see <laughs> we thought you were talking on the phone how come it's ringing so it's call waiting call waiting is very special <laughs> you see and then the scripture in Deuteronomy says what Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12 Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12 say that the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season say amen somebody and to bless all the work of thy hands oh if you are claiming that you want to shout amen for that and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow it's like an instruction you see so you must have the aim that I would be debt free. Everybody say after me. Say, I will be debt free. Say, I will be debt free. Say, I am debt free. In the name of Jesus. Say, I am debt free. Yeah. If you've gone for loans already, try, you see, to, be, to have the debt free mentality, it may even not mean that you will not owe anything at all. But you see, before you would owe, then you really need to owe. Because people owe on frivolous things. Yes. You are going to do engagement. You've gone for a loan. You've gone for a loan to do engagement. Sister, if the man has to get a loan to engage you, you, you shouldn't marry him. Yeah, he cannot look after you. How can he get a loan? And So he's taking a loan to engage you. Then he'll take another one to do the wedding. No. You see, even, even if you talk to a financial strategist, he will tell you that is a bad way to borrow money. You don't borrow money to spend on perishables. Yeah. But many people are uneducated when it comes to money. One rich man said that money is the most needed thing, but the least, least learned about thing in the world. Yeah. You don't borrow money to spend on um, See, Charlie, if you give me 500, Charlie, the man die where I forgive my wife money, so you I borrow me 500. Then when you go home, okay, here's, here's the money plus pomposity too. <laughs> You've got to borrow the money. <laughs> <laughs> huh? you don't borrow money for certain reasons and if you if, l- let me advise you if you ever have to borrow money eh, you must calculate the things you have say look if they sell my shoe my TV and this and this can it pay for the money I've gone for if it can pay then you can take the money you see, but then your mind should be that I am a debt-free man. So when the thing involves taking a 
loan or borrowing. You are not interested. Yeah. For some of us, it may mean delay. You must delay your getting a television set for a year. In a year's time, you can save to buy a television set. Instead of taking a loan to buy a television set. Yeah. You can buy some of the hatchback one and watch. Isn't it not the same TV? Yes. You can get it cheap. Yes. And buy, but even buy a second-hand one. You see, there was a time in my life I had special numbers. First selection people. They, they are special people. If you, if, if you have lived small, you will know what I mean by first selection. They will call. They say, Ebiabu. I say, okay, so when? Yankasepi, quote. Okay, with the Archnavia. I say, okay. Then they will come. They have some nice khaki trousers. They have some shirt. They have some coats. They bring all. Then you do selection. C, 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 that I quote. Then you take the one that you want. (laughs) Because that is where you are. I said, that is where you are. You want to wear Georgia Armani suit with Pierre Cardin shoe. Hey! Pierre Cardin shoe. $2,500. And you've gone to borrow money to buy it. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Do you no, look, look at the shoe. Look at the shoe of the person sitting by you. I hope your shoe is nice. And then tell the person, look, I don't know how much your shoe costs. And it doesn't really. Nobody will ever know the cost of your shoe. And you know something? A Pierre Cardin shoe is not as nice as sometimes even a Kumasiano shoe. So when you wear expensive things, people don't see you. It's only trained people. There are some, like me, when I see certain things, I know that this one is a very expensive thing. But usually those things, the common people won't know. Yeah. So you want to wear Pierre Cardin suit, Gucci suit. Hey. Won't pay a Um po bin pen be my wa a man fro cornebi that you just wear. Pierre Cardin. Because you heard it on, on television. You see, so when your priorities are wrong, then you now need to force yourself to get money. You see, but try not to owe. Try not to owe. Yeah, try not to. I was building my house. I built it for about eight years. And eventually, I finished it. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Eric, I'll be building. How long has he been? Four years. Yeah, he's still building. You see? But you know, the, another option is that he will go for a mortgage and he'll just finish it in six months. But you see, there is something about owing or debt that will pull you down and will not make you to prosper. You understand? And if he, it will take him eight years to finish his house and it will take you two years to finish a mortgage house. At the end of the day, he's more prosperous than you. And you see, I'm also showing you a spiritual secret. By some mysterious ways, 
because he doesn't owe and you owe, he will go further than you. So your aim in life should be that I want to be debt free. Yes. If for some reason you have borrowed, say to yourself, I'm going, I'm releasing myself from this debt. And you should try, try not to. Some of you, when the loan is about to finish, then the bank people would, would convince you again to refurbish the loan. <laughs> so tell yourself that the last one I did is the last one I will do. Now when the loan is dying, I will allow it to die. Even when I get some big money now, I will go and pay off some of the loan so that I can be debt free. Because the scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12 that thou shalt not borrow. Now I want to read you a little item by Rick Joyner and we shall close with this for today. Next week we shall continue. Are you blessed you came to church? Now Rick Joyner wrote in his book the main reason Christians today are not free to respond to the call of God on their life is death. This is a Rick Joyner. He's a major prophet in, in the world now. He says that the main reason Christians today are not free to respond to the call of God on their life is debt or other financial encumbrances. Everybody say encumbrances. Wow, it's a word. When there is a call to do anything, from entering the ministry full-time to going on a mission trip, if our main consideration is whether or not we can afford it, then our financial condition rules us more than the will of God. It is also a revelation of just how much we have built our lives upon the foundations of this present age rather than on the kingdom of God. If we are caught in this deadly trap, we still can get free. And he said what? We still can get free. We build our lives on the kingdom of God, the rock, by hearing and obeying the word of God. Regardless of how disobedient we were, how foolish we have been, or how bad our situation is now, if we repent, the Lord will deliver us. Say amen, somebody. Or oh, I said, say amen, somebody. Your amen is too weak. Our God really is all-powerful. When he helps, there is no limit to what can be done. When his people are trapped with the hordes of the enemy bearing down on them, he delights in doing some of his greatest miracles however true faith begins with true repentance for whatever we have been doing that is wrong repentance does not mean just that we are sorry but that we have turned away from our ways amen c.s lewis pointed out in christ once we miss a turn and start down the wrong road it will never become the right road. Wow. Once we start going down the wrong road, like debt or owing, it will never become the right road. We should always try to come out of it. And God shall deliver you in Jesus' name. 
the Lord does not want to deliver us just to have us slip right back into bondage because we did not change our ways. Therefore, true repentance is evidence of the true faith that compels him to respond. Most of us think that the way out of our situation is to make more money. That is seldom the answer to financial problems. And it can even make matters worse. It's if you think you need more money to come out of debt. You say it is seldom the answer and it can even make your matters worse. God's plan for our financial freedom does not require us to make more money. Amen. And he probably will not give us a revelation so that we can win the lottery. We may not think there is any other way, but there is. If God can multiply bread and fish, he can make whatever we are now earning go just as far as he wants it to do. Say amen, somebody. Most of us would be in good shape if we just had the devourer rebuked from our lives. So most of us would be okay if the devourer would be rebuked from our lives. So that the, the losses and waste are stopped. The losses and waste in our lives are stopped. Amen. Can you imagine that you are buying medicine for 350 Ghana cities? Wealth of medical expenses in a month is lost. Sickness is a devourer. Thieves came, they stole your TV, they broke the, your back window. You have to find 450 Ghana cities to repair the window. You have to buy another TV. Isn't it not a waste? It's a devourer. That money could have done something else. So he said, most of us would be good, in good shape if we just had a devourer rebuked from our lives so that the losses and waste are stopped. Regardless, we will be on solid financial ground if we will obey the simple and clear instructions in the scriptures for managing what we are entrusted with, like tithing. Because when you tithe in Malachi 3, it says that the devourer shall be rebuked. Now, we know that the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 And that money can test the ultimate issues of the human heart. Idolatry is one of the ultimate offenses against God. And the way that we put our trust in money is one of the primary forms of idolatry in the world today. Money in itself is not evil. But how we relate to it can be a factor that determines the entire course of our life for good or evil. It is therefore imperative that we confront this issue in our lives now, determined that we will obey God first and foremost and discipline ourselves in this area of money. Hallelujah. This morning as we close, I want you to know that one of the major keys of of prosperity is to have a debt-free mentality. You must have an I will not owe mentality. If I don't have it, I will not wear it. If I don't have it, I will not drive it. No. If I can't afford it, I will not buy it. I will manage. I will survive. Yeah. Look. Look. That is the way forward.
But if you have the mind that, oh, okay, t- tomorrow I want to wear a red tie. Okay, who has a red tie? Then you are sending text message. Charlie, have to, if they can make you bring your red tie, I go, I go borrow, I go, I go wear, I won't wear. Your mindset is very bad. I go love wear. <laughs> if you don't have, it's not a problem. But very soon, God is going to bless you. As you listen to his word, as you obey his scriptures. Amen. Wow. You are going to build your house. You will be using two bags of cement. You call the mason. Stephen. Charlie. My top three bags. Into your bit my then. Okay, three no blocks now. I can't be hundred. Into your bit lay. Okay, so tomorrow. And come for the money. Three bags. Two bags, three bags, two bags. You see, now you've built a house. That's the wisdom. So the Bible says, by wisdom, a house is built. It didn't say by money. It said by wisdom. Because many people have a lot of money they haven't built. So I want you to determine from today that this particular success key, I am going to really be in it. And if you find yourself in a lot of debts believe God for deliverance a lot of people in debt have to change their lifestyle come and talk to your pastors amen I said come and talk to your pastors we will give you a lot of strategies yeah look I have DSTV if you come to my house you see I have DSTV but what you don't know is that I paid a subscription for about maybe four months in a year yeah when my children come home, I'll go and pay. When they go home, then it's off. They'll call me. Eh, please, your DSTV subscription. Then they, the last that they called me. Your DSTV subscription. I say, I know. They say, it's going off. When will you come and pay? I so I'll I, I I come and pay when I'm ready. That's all. Yeah. So you are struggling to always pay your subscription as if they will give you a gift or you win, you win something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are times when it's off. Yes. Even with the Doom Soccer Apple, it's even uh-huh, helping. So you don't have to be paying all the time. Oh. <laughs> you see, so your debt fear, your debt, an advice, a wisdom, counsel that your pastor will give you it will resolve all your issues and for you who you think that the debt is a curse the power of Jesus Christ can break every curse the anointing can break every yoke in the name of Jesus and that is why tonight we are going to have a special Passover service in the evening and I'm just going to pray for you that the power of God will come upon your life and that the power of God shall work a great work in your life. That, that's, this evening, that's all the Passover service is about. That the power of God will come upon your life. But there are some things that only the power of God can change. Like your debts. You owe so much. I say you owe so much, the police do you. You owe, you do your own. It's out of the bank. You, you owe people. That one is police people that are knowing you. (laughs) 
Hey! And your own Christ is not nice. Awama. Asanka. Moko. <laughs> In Chini. Oh, your owing. Tell the person by you. Charlie, I hope your owing is nice. If you owe, I hope your owing is nice. <laughs> Father, deliver us from debts. May we be debt free in our lives. I pray that for everyone that is in bondage of debts, may the power of God set that person free right now. In the name of Jesus. And as we, our eyes are closed at this point, and everybody standing to his feet, if you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, but you want to say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I want you to come into my life and set me free. I want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, but you want to give your life to Jesus. If you are here like that, can I see your hand? I'm going to pray with you, with you, with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation. As we have tasted of your salvation, Lord, may we also have salvation from all sorts of bondage. The bondage of not working for you and the bondage of death. Release your people, O oh God. Set us free, O oh God. And Father, glorify yourself in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say, Amen. God, I leave to my head in we believe you've been blessed by this message. For copies of this message, visit our Vision Bookshop at our church premise near Wampo One. How worship you. Would you sing it with me? I worship you, great I am.